Good morning and welcome to Crestview Baptist Church. So glad to have you guys with us this morning. Thank you for choosing to come worship with us. If you are a guest or a visitor and you're here with us for the first time, um, there are some cards in the pews. Um, if you would fill one of those out and drop it in the offering plate, we would love to get to know you a little better and just have some more information uh, just on who you are. Um, I have just quite, uh, just a, a few announcements. Um, it's a busy time of the year for everybody, and it's no different here at Crestview Baptist Church. Um, some things I want you to think about this week is, uh, first. the first thing you need to think about is, remember that we do not have Wednesday night service uh, here at the church on Wednesday night. That we have the community Bible study this week. It's at 7 o'clock. The, the community, what did I say? Community Thanksgiving service at um, Beaver Dam Baptist Church at 7 o'clock. Uh, come out to that if you can. It's a, and they do require masks there, so keep that in mind as you head that way. Um, but since we're not having services on Wednesday, if anyone can come out, Wednesday at 4 o'clock, we're going to begin setting up luminaries for the Christmas season. Um, if you can come out and help with that, uh, the more we have, the, the quicker things go, and it'd be very appreciative. So 4 o'clock here Wednesday, um, we're going to be working on that. Um, there's a business meeting right after the service today. So if you want to, stick around for that. Hanging of the Greens is coming up. And I have never, for, for any of you guys who have never been to a Hanging of the Greens, uh, I know we have some, some people, this will be our first Christmas here, I think. Um, I have never been to a Hanging of the Greens service before here, and it is an awesome time. Um, we get to decorate in here all while we are, we get to do some things at the tree and different things all while we are looking at the true meaning of Christmas, which is very important as we go into this season because it's easy to get caught up in the, in the retail side of it, but it's important to remember that, our son, about, uh, our, that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, and this is what we're celebrating this time of the year. Today? Yes, so today... After the business meeting, if you can stay, if you got big muscles, counts me out. Um, stay and help move uh, the keyboard and some things as we get the tree up and we start getting things ready. Uh, a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes because you're going to come in Sunday and be like, "Wow, we did a good job." Because a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes. So um, just remember that. I don't think I have any more announcements. As I go down and I turn it over to Artie, I want to encourage you to, to focus your hearts on God. And if there are any more kids or youth that would like to help with our uh, special music we're going to do, we're not going to have a children's sermon, but we will have children's church. So uh, we're going to walk out in the hall, and uh, we're going to get ready for that. So I hope you guys enjoy the service. Good morning. We do have a, a couple of other announcements. One is that the, third, the 29th, the Monday after Thanksgiving, that's the day that we are going to Samaritan's Purse in Charlotte to work at the Operation Christmas Child Distribution Center. 
we are full with volunteers, right? We have no, no more space for any volunteers, which is awesome. We are going to be leaving here at 1130 that Monday. So if you're signed up, um, be looking for an email from uh, Joy, or I guess it's coming from Samaritan's Purse, isn't it, Joy? Uh, okay, look for an email from Samaritan's Purse that you'll need to, to fill out that information before we go just to make things quicker once we get there. But thank you for volunteering, but we will be leaving here at 1130. Okay? Um, eat before you come eat lunch. We may stop on the way back to grab something to eat, but uh, eat before you come. So we'll get straight there. We have no idea what kind of traffic we're going to run into around lunchtime when we get over there. So we want to make sure that we're there in time to start our shift on time. Also, this past Thursday night, the WMU sponsored our Lottie Moon dinner and auction. Not sure how they did on the dinner part, but auction, they raised $34.33, right, Jim? $3,433 for Lottie Moon. That's incredible. I will tell you this. As a church, as of right now, we've already met our goal for Lottie Moon. However, we are not stopping. Every dollar that is given is an opportunity for a missionary to share the gospel with someone overseas. And we are going to share, equip them to share the gospel as much as possible. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. And we're going to raise as much money as possible to share the gospel overseas. So thank you for your giving so far. But don't start getting stingy now. Okay? Because it's so important. And so we're going to keep going with that. Also, please be in prayer for uh, Kim Pendleton right now and Jerry and Alex and the rest of the family. Um, many of you already know Kim is, is at home. She is under hospice care. And uh, things are not looking really good right now. And uh, it is a, just a matter of time at this point. So please be in prayer for them that, that God would, would give them the peace that God can still do a miracle. And that's what we want. But if that's not what he chooses, pray for peace for the family, that God would fill them with his presence and give them the peace that only he can give as they are dealing with this right now. I know it's very difficult on Jerry and on Alex. Just pray for them, okay? And at this time, please join me in prayer as we go to the Lord. Our blessed, blessed Heavenly Father, we come before you so grateful that we are able to enter into your presence. And dear Lord, we hold to the promise where you tell us that if two or more are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst of them. Dear Lord, we know that you are with us this morning. Fill this place with your Holy Spirit so that we have the freedom to worship you 
the way that, that you would want us to. That just for this short hour that we're able to concentrate fully on you and give you the praise and the worship that you so greatly deserve. Dear Lord, we pray that you open our hearts and our minds and our ears so that we may hear what it is that you want us to hear from you today. That, dear Lord, that our hearts would be responsive to your guidance and your leadership. And, dear Lord, more than anything else, that lives would be changed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ today. Dear Lord, right now we lift up the Pendleton family with you, to you. I ask you to be with Kim. Dear Lord, she has fought the good fight. But dear Lord, I ask that you just comfort her. Take away any pain that she is feeling right now. That you be with Jerry and Alex as they are there with their wife and their mother. Dear Lord, I just ask you to be with the whole family. But dear Lord, regardless, your name will be praised. We thank you for the fact that Kim's faith is in you as her Savior. And dear Lord, I ask you right now, that you work a miracle. That you heal her, whether here on earth or in your presence. Your name will be glorified. And dear Lord, again, as we come into this time of worship, that everything that is done and said will be to your honor and glory. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our living Savior, we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we sing a call to worship, page 637, Come, ye thankful people, come. Let us stand. So Chad has all of our children 
um, outside the door. They're going to help us with our choir special this morning. With the past two years, we have so much to be thankful for, more than even usual. One of the things that made us more appreciative of that I think we had taken advantage of are the frontline workers. We have learned the hard way what to thank God for, who to thank God for. So for the past couple of weeks, I've been asking the children and the youth to tell me some of the workers uh, that they were thankful for. I even had one to tell me Santa Claus. <laughs> but it will surprise you. So we had to come up with some more, so I also had the choir to give me some as well. So as we're singing this song, um, they will uh, let you see visually who they are thankful for. We can't say it enough. Thank you all for what you've done. Thank you, church, for what you do. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and taking care of us and being our Lord and our Savior. We can't say thank you enough to our Lord. And it's a shame that we really emphasize that just once a year. But may we be reminded how he has blessed us as we sing. Thank you, Lord.
one of these, would you please stand? Because we want to thank you for being one of these. It does say church. It does say church. You are the church. We thank you. I have a uh, confession to make and ask you guys to forgive me. If you'll notice in your bulletin, I forgot to change the scripture that is printed in the bulletin from last week, and I apologize for that. Um, Paul, please don't mark a bulletin up in red ink and send it back to me, okay? Paul. Don't mark a bulletin up with their any ink and leave it on my desk for, with corrections, okay? That'll make me have flashbacks from all those papers I had to write in college. Um, I'm going to continue the series of sermons that I've been preaching that I am thankful for with today. I am thankful for my church family. And I hope that you all feel this way. So, again, we're going to look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, which has been our key verses over the whole course of the past three sermons, as well as Philippians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verses 3 through 11. So, if you would stand, turn in your Bible or look on the screen, to follow as I read these verses. The first, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. and everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Then Paul's letter to the Philippian church in Philippians 1, 3 through 11. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. 
For it is only right for me to feel this way about you all, because I have you in my heart, since both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of grace with me. For God is my witness, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless unto the day of Christ, having been filled with the fruit of righteousness which comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Let's pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, speak through me this morning. Thank you for the, what Paul writes in his letter to the Philippians. May we hear what you have to say to us today. And it's in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Again, what is God's will for our lives? Paul tells us very clearly in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is God's will for you and Jesus Christ. So number one thing, he wants us to rejoice always. Rejoice always. That's his will for us. He wants us to pray without ceasing. He wants us to constantly communicate with him. And remember, praying is not just us telling him what we want telling Him our needs, telling Him our desires. It's not just us talking. But good communication, the biggest part of good communication is not using your mouth, not using your words. It is using your ears and listening to what He has to say back. And those of you that have teenagers know that there is a big difference between hearing and listening. My kids tell me all the time, I'm listening to you. Then why are you not moving yet? You are not listening. You're hearing me talk, but you have no clue what I've actually said. And you're not acting on what I have said. So there is a big difference. So that's part of prayer. Praying continually. That we're telling, talking to God, but we're also listening to what He has to say back to us. And listening means that we hear what's said and act on it. That's what listening is. Okay? And then in everything, give thanks. Everything. Good, bad. Doesn't matter. He wants us to give thanks for everything. So today, I am thankful for my church family. Look at what Paul writes in verse 3. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. As I was doing research and looking at things, there is a, a, a number of people that literally feel that it is right not to be thankful and praise members of a church. 
But here, in this chapter 1, of the, he starts out this letter to the Philippian church and he praises this church. He talks about how he feels about the members of this church. And he starts off by saying, I thank my God. Every time I think about you, every time I remember you, I thank God. So I am thankful for my church family. And I want you to understand something. I am not saying I am thankful for my church. I am thankful for my church family. That's what we are. We are a family. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are co-laborers with God. And we are a family. We are a body of believers that have joined together and we are a family. People misunderstand what a church is. A lot of times people think that a church is the building. When I was growing up, we called it a church house. Well, who lives in a house? A family. <laughs> this building, while it is great, and I am thankful, this building is not what does the work of God. It is the people inside this building. That is what is important. And that is what I am so thankful for. I am thankful that you saw God working in me and called me to be the pastor. I still can't believe. I remember coming to the, to the interview when I was interviewed as a potential youth pastor. And I came to that interview and I sat back there in this Sunday school room. Cecil was there. Mona was there. Stan was there. And as I interviewed, that interview, I don't know, really know how long it lasted, but it was daylight when I went in and it was dark when I came out. And I went home. And I told Ginger, just from meeting those few people and talking with them, I went home and told Ginger, that's where we're going to go to church. I don't care if they call me or not. I want to go to church there with those people. Because you saw in me, and listen, if you would have, wanted, if you would have interviewed me 10 years before that, you would have not wanted to have anything to do with me. But God was working in me. And you saw that. And not only then, and you called me as your youth pastor, but then you saw God continuing to work in me. And even when I was scared to death and didn't know if I'd be able to do it, You called me as your pastor. And I am so thankful for that, that you saw God's work in my life, even when I didn't realize what was going on. 
And I am so thankful for my church family because you saw that and you listened to God and you took a chance on calling me as your pastor. And I am so thankful for that. I am thankful that we share struggles and triumphs while seeking to follow God's will. I am not perfect. I remember telling you when I stood before the church, I told you guys this, I am not perfect. What you see is what you get. I will make mistakes. And I guarantee you I will make somebody mad. I remember... uh, I hadn't been here maybe a month and I made somebody mad. And they went to Stan. And Stan called me in his office and told me, I said, Stan, I told you I was going to make somebody mad. His response, he says, I I thought at least you'd give it six months. I am not perfect. But I hate to break it to you. Neither are you. We are imperfect people serving a perfect God. And we are made perfect through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And we will not reach that perfection until we're standing face to face with Jesus Christ himself. The Bible says that that is when our salvation is made complete. Is when we're face to face with Jesus. Until then, we are going to struggle. We are going to make mistakes. And over the past 12 years, we have made a lot of mistakes as a church. But you know what? God is faithful despite our mistakes, despite our struggles. And we are stronger now than we were then. You may look at us and say, well, our numbers are nowhere. I mean, there was a point in time. Let's face it. There was a point in time where this congregation was packed with people. If you were late to church, you didn't get a seat. But I want to tell you, there is a depth about the people's walks with Christ. And I've had more in-depth conversations with people about spiritual things and about interpretation of Scripture and about wanting to know what God's will is. I've had more talks with people in the last two years, that type of conversations, than I did the previous times put together. God is doing something. And we are seeking to do His will. Let's face it, we used to have business meetings. We would have a business meeting that lasted an hour and a half and we would only deal with one thing because people were arguing and fighting amongst themselves. People getting mad. People leaving. And now, the one time a year that we should have a big business meeting, the long one that potentially has a lot of discussions, when we approve the budget and when we approve the the committees. I think the, the last one we had lasted, what, David? 15 minutes, 20 minutes? People, God's changed us. It's not about what we want. It's not about us. 
It's about what God wants to do with us, and we're getting that. We are starting to understand that. But it takes us going through those struggles to get it right and to go to the one that gets it right. We were going to make mistakes. We're going to always make mistakes. But we serve a perfect God that loves us despite our mistakes. And thank God for His grace and mercy. Because His grace and mercy covers everything. And I am thankful that you love me and my family despite our mistakes and our shortcomings. Let me tell you, Pastors' families don't have it easy. Deacons' families don't have it easy. I came to this church, didn't even ask my kids about it. Ginger and I talked about it. We prayed about it. My children didn't have a say-so in the matter. And you love them. Pastors' kids don't have a great reputation. Mainly because they hang around with the deacon's kids. I had to get you laughing. You guys were looking too serious. But you've allowed my children to be kids And I'm going to tell you something. You've all been through this, but when when kids get out of elementary school, it's like they go to sleep finishing up fifth grade. They go to sleep and they wake up and their brains fell out of their heads. They make some stupid choices. My kids have made stupid choices but you have loved them anyway. You have been there and loved them despite them being imperfect. And I have heard story after story from friends of mine that are in pastorates and they don't get that same support from their churches. They expect their their pastor's families to be poster children for, for the best behaved Christian in the world. And it's not going to happen. You have allowed me to make mistakes, to learn from my mistakes, and you love me despite my mistakes. And I am so thankful for that. Not everybody gets that same consideration. No, they, we, all pastors don't get that same love from their people. And I am so grateful for that. <clears throat> and I am thankful that you are my family. You see, except for the family 
that we brought with us, Ginger and I, neither one have family here in Cleveland County. Ginger's family is the closest one, but they're still three and a half hours away. We have no relatives here. But from day one, I have had ladies that have treated me like a child. They have been my surrogate mom. Jackie's mom looked just like Ginger's grandma, her granny. And we talk, you told her that a couple of times, didn't you? And she says, that's okay, everybody calls me granny anyway. She says, you can call me granny too. We have people that have adopted our children as grandparents. When we need help with something, you guys have filled that space because we have nobody else. And I'm going to tell you this too. At my mom and dad's 50th wedding anniversary, my mom and dad got married on Christmas Day. So we had their 50th anniversary party was after Christmas, but we took two weeks and we were in Florida for two weeks. We spent Christmas with my family. And Christmas Eve, every single one of my kids, Ginger, myself, we all said the same thing. Something's not right. And we figured out what it was. It's because this is the family that we celebrate Christmas Eve with. And it was not going on. And it didn't feel right. Even though we were with people that we loved and we were in my family, we missed our church family. And we weren't here for the Christmas Eve service. And it just didn't feel right. But you literally are my family. You are the people that we are closer to than anybody else. And I am so thankful for that. And I pray that you guys feel the same way about each other. The choir sang the song, Thank You, Lord. And all the things that the children were holding, we had Jesus, firemen, nurses. Jimbo had friends. No? Oh, sorry, that was Henry. You had friends too? Okay. But they, one of them had friends. And that's what we are. But it's deeper than that. We are family. We have all been forgiven 
We have all been purchased with a price. And we have all been adopted into the family of God. Through Jesus Christ. And I am so grateful for that. You know, it's funny though. Sometimes families are the ones that fight the most. You ever you realize that? There have been times that as I was growing up, we had some knockdown dragouts with my brothers and sister. My brother Marty, we used to be able to pick at him so bad that, that we'd make him mad. And we'd get into arguments. But if he started to cry, you better run because something was getting thrown at you. You were okay. You were safe until he started to cry. But when that first tear started to come down his cheek, you better run. There's really no difference in our church family. We get angry with each other. We have squabbles. But one thing that stayed true, no matter how mad my brother got, mad, got at me, and no matter what he threw at me, He never stopped being my brother. The same thing is true of our church family. And that is something to be thankful for. That we can disagree about something. We can get angry with each other. But God is not going to let go of us. And there is nothing. We are not strong enough. To take ourselves out of God's hands. Which means that we will never stop being a family. Because we will always, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we will always be a part of the family of God. And I am so thankful that I am part of the family of God here at Crestview Baptist Church. I love you guys. And I pray that you feel the same way about each other. As we sing this song, this is your opportunity to listen to what God is telling you to do. If you want to be part of this family, this is your opportunity. Whether it's accepting Christ as your Savior or coming and joining together in our fellowship, this is your opportunity to do what God's telling you to do. Would you stand as we sing hymn number 387, Blessed Be the Tie, 387. Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love, the fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Before our Father's throne, we pour our heart and prayer, our fears, our hopes, our aims, our one, our come.
Thank you for being here. I'm going to ask Robbie if he'd make his way to the podium to dismiss us in prayer today. Remember, we do have a business meeting, so after Robbie dismisses us from our worship service, Jim will come to the, the podium and begin our, our business meeting. Don't forget, Tuesday night at Beaver Dam, 7 o'clock, is our community Thanksgiving service. Andy Oliver will be bringing the message from Poplar Springs Baptist. Um, they do have the mask mandate there at the church, so please, if you come, you, you do need to wear a mask. Um, but it will be available online also. Those of you that want to watch it online, just go to the Beaver Dam website and uh, look at their live streams. And then no services Wednesday night here at the church, but we will be meeting at 4 o'clock to put out the luminaries on Wednesday to have them ready for the hanging of the green service and everything else. So thank you very much, and Robbie, if you dismiss us in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we just want to, I just want to say thank you for all my family, my church family. Thank you for our preacher and our staff here at the church, Lord. And I just want to, Lord, ask you to be with the Pendleton family today. Be with them and be with, do you, you do their will in their life, Lord. And Lord, you just be, do your will in our lives. Lord, I just ask you to be with us as we leave here today. Lord, just be with us as we go to this business meeting. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.